Well, good morning, all you lovely little children. Well, I'm happy today because my children are going back to school. Yes! <laughs> that sounds awful, doesn't it? But it means that I can take down the decorations without them all going, no, oh, I want them up. I want to keep them up all year. <laughs> and it means I can tidy up without any toys being in my way. So I'm quite looking forward to that, having a tidy house again. <laughs> so, um, and they're really looking forward to going to school, actually. So they're looking forward to seeing their friends and seeing their teacher and telling everybody what they got for Christmas. So don't feel too sorry for them. <laughs> so are you going back to school today? Wow. Some people are and some people aren't. It all depends where you are at the time because I think some people um, or some places, their schools are still closed. So it all depends on where you live. Anyway, before you go to school or before you don't go to school, let's read a story. And today we hopefully will find out if they manage to rescue the chair and Binky, don't forget Binky. So, chapter six, and it's called Mr. Spells is Very Magic. Oh dear. Right, so here goes. The wishing chair stood with the other five chairs, its red wings flapping strongly. The children caught hold of the sleeping pixie and dragged him to the chair. He felt as heavy as lead. If only he would wake up. Oh, he's in a terribly magic sleep, said Molly in despair. Now lift him, Peter. That's right. And put him safely on the seat of the chair. Oh dear, he's rolling off again. Do be quick. They could hear Mr Spells muttering in the next room, stirring something in a pot. In a few moments, he would have made his find-out spell to see which was the wishing chair and would come back into the room. They must get away first. The chair's wings were now fully grown and it was doing little hops on the ground as if it were impatient to be off. The children sat down in it, holding Binky tightly. Tricky the goblin was still lying on the floor, fast asleep. Good. Fly home, chair, fly home, commanded Peter, just in time, too, because as he spoke, the children could hear the wizard's steps coming towards them from the next room. He appeared at the door, carrying something in a shiny bottle. The chair had now risen in the air, flapping its wings and was trying to get out of the window. It was an awkward shape for the chair to get through and it turned itself sideways so the children and Binky almost fell off. They clung to the arms in fright, trying to stop Binky from rolling off. Hey, cried the wizard in the greatest astonishment. What are you doing? Why, the chair's grown wings. Who are you, children? And what are you doing with my chair? Come back. But by this time, the chair was out of the window and was the right way up again, much to the children's relief. It flew up into the air. Good, we've escaped and we've got both the chair and Binky, said Peter, pleased. Even if he is asleep, we've got him. We'll have to ask the elf if he knows how to wake him up. But 
Peter spoke too soon. Mr Spells was too clever to let the chair escape quite so easily. He came running out into the little garden in front of his castle-like cottage, carrying something over his arm. What's he going to do, said Molly. What's he got, Peter? They soon knew it was a very, very long rope with a loop at the end to lasso them with. Mr Spells swung the loops of rope around for a second or two, then flung the rope up into the air. The loops unwound and the last loop of all almost touched them, but not quite. The chair gave a jump of fright and rose a little higher. Oh, do go quickly, chair, begged Molly. The wizard is gathering up the rope to throw it again. Look out, here it comes. Oh, Peter, it's going to catch us. It's longer than ever. Rope sped up to them like a long, thin snake. The last loop of all fell neatly round the chair. But before he could tighten, Peter caught hold of it and threw it off. He really did it very cleverly indeed. Oh, Peter, you are marvellous, cried Molly. I really thought we were caught that time. Surely we are out of reach now. The wizard looks very small and far away. Once more the rope came flying towards the children and the wishing chair and it tried to dodge it, almost upsetting the children altogether. The rope darted after the chair, fell firmly round it and before Peter could throw it off it had tightened itself around the chair and the children too. Peter struggled hard to get a knife, his penknife out to cut the rope, but his arms were pinned tightly to his sides and he couldn't put his hands into his pockets. Molly tried to help him, but it was no use. Mr Spells was hauling on the rope and the chair was going gradually down and down and down. Oh dear, we're caught, said Molly in despair just when we had so nearly escaped too. Peter, do think of something. But Peter couldn't. Binky might have been able to think of some spell to get rid of the rope, but he was still fast asleep. Molly had to use both hands to hold him onto the chair in case he fell off. Down went the chair, pulling against the rope and making things as difficult as possible for the wizard, who was in a fine old temper when at last he had the chair on the ground. What do you mean by this? He, he said sternly. What kind of behaviour is this? Coming to my house, stealing one of the chairs I bought. The wishing chair too, the best of the lot. I didn't even know one of the chairs was a magic chair when I bought the set. Molly was almost crying. Peter looked sulky as he tried to free his arms from the tight rope. You'll keep that rope around you for the rest of the day, said Mr Spells, just to teach you that you can't steal from a wizard. Let me free, said Peter. I'm not a thief and I haven't stolen this chair, unless you call taking something that really belongs to us stealing. I don't. What do you mean, said Mr Spells. I'm tired of hearing people say this chair is theirs. Tricky said it, Binky said it, and now you say it. It can't belong to all of you. And anyway, I bought it with my money. Mr Spells, this wishing chair is ours, said Peter patiently. It lives in our playroom and Binky the Pixie shares it with us and looks after it. Tricky stole it and sold it to Mr Polish, who had five other chairs like it. 
And then Tricky told you about the six old chairs and you went and bought them, said Molly. And Tricky came tonight to get back the wishing chair because it's valuable and he can sell it to somebody else. And then Binky came to try and tell you about it before Tricky stole it, went on Peter. And I suppose they came at the same time and quarrelled about it. Well, well, said Mr Spells, who had been listening in surprise. This is a strange story, I must say. It's true that I came in from the garden to find the goblin and the pixie behaving most peculiarly. They kept sitting down first on one chair and then on another, trying to find out which was the wishing chair, I suppose, and shouting at one another all the time. I tied my blue hanky on the right arm of the wishing chair, said Molly. Yes, I saw it there and wondered why, said Mr Spells. I can see it now in Binky's pocket. He must have recognised it at yours and taken it off. Well, I suppose you came in just at the moment when I was angry with them both and put them into a magic sleep. Yes, said Peter. Then you went out and we thought we'd escape if we could, taking Binky with us. The chair suddenly grew its wings, you see. Mr Spells, can we have back our chair, please, now that you've heard our story? Begged Molly. I know you've paid some money to Mr Polish for it, but couldn't you get it back from Tricky the Goblin? After all, he's the rogue in all this, isn't he? Not us or Binky. You're quite right, said Mr Spells, and I think it was very brave of you to come to rescue Binky. I'm sorry I put him into a magic sleep now, but I'll wake him up again, and now I'll take the rope off and set you free. He took the rope off Peter and then lifted Binky from the wishing chair and laid him down on the floor. He drew a white ring of chalk around him and then a ring of blue inside the white circle. Then he called loudly, Cinders, where are you? Dear me, that cat is never about when he's wanted. There was a loud meow outside the window. In jumped a big black cat with green eyes that shone like traffic signals. He ran to Mr Spells. Cinders, I'm going to do a wake-up spell, said the wizard. Go and sit in the magic ring and sing with me whilst I chant the spell. Cinders leapt lightly over the chalk rings and sat down close to the sleeping Binky. Mr Spells began to walk around and around just outside the ring, chanting a curious song. It sounded a bit like Birilula Kamipool, Rimini Romani Rai, Tibby Nuka Forly Lul, Open Your Sleepy Eye. All the time the wizard chanted this strange song, the cat kept up a loud meow, 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 as if he were joining in too. The spell was a very good one, because at the end of the chant, Binky opened first one eye and then the other. He sat up, looking extremely surprised. I say, he began, what's happened? Where am I? Oh, Hello, Peter and Molly. I've been looking for you everywhere. And we've been looking for you, said Molly. You've been in a magic sleep. Get up and come home with us. The wishing chair has grown its wings again. Then Binky saw Mr Spells standing nearby, tall and commanding, and he went rather pale. But, I say, what does Mr Spells think about all this, he said nervously. 
I have heard the children's story and it is quite plain that the chair really does belong to you, he said. I'll get the money back from Tricky. Well, he's very tricky, so be careful of him, said Binky, sitting down in the wishing chair with the children. Oh, he'll get a shock when he wakes up, said Mr Spells, and he suddenly touched the sleeping goblin with the toe of his foot. Dimini, 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 diminish, he cried suddenly, and lo and behold, the goblin shrank swiftly to a very tiny creature indeed, diminishing rapidly before the astonished eyes of the watching children. Mr Spells picked up the tiny, tiny goblin and took a matchbox off the mantelpiece. He popped him into it, shut the box and put it back on the mantelpiece. Well, he won't cause me any trouble when he wakes up, he said. No, not a bit. Well, goodbye. I'm glad this has all ended well. But I do wish that chair was mine. The children waved goodbye and the chair rose into the air. Shall we go home, said Peter. No, said Molly, suddenly remembering the satchel of sandwiches and cake that Peter still carried. We'll take Binky off for the day, picnicking. We deserve a nice peaceful day after such a thrilling adventure. Right, said Peter. And Binky nodded happily. Wishing chair, take us to the nicest picnic spot you know. And off they flew at once to have a very happy day together. <laughs> Well, they managed it finally, managing to find Binky and the chair and safely rescuing both of them. I'm so glad about that. So that was the end of that adventure, but I'm sure that there will be plenty more because they've got the whole of the school holidays. <laughs> so Come back tomorrow and see what we can find, what story we can find. We're going to have a different one, I think, tomorrow. Um, we're going to see what else, we, what other stories I can find for you. So, enjoy today, whatever you're doing, whether it's at school or not. Make sure you have fun. Make sure you take care. But most of all, make sure you stay safe and I will see you all again tomorrow. Bye for now.